Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host over in Rome, Tiffany Parks. Hello. Hello. We used to do these mini-episodes alone. Not anymore. No. We're spending too much time alone. We're all on quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Good times. Yeah. Um, I'm in Seattle. For those of you who are new to the show, Tiffany is in Rome, as I mentioned. Everybody knows that Italy has been hit very hard by this, and I think almost everyone knows by now that you have been in quarantine, meaning staying at your homes, locked in, not supposed to go anywhere unless you have to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy for about nine days now. Mm-hmm. It'll be 10 days by the time this goes to air. 10 days now. And in Seattle, Seattle was where the first death from the coronavirus occurred in the United States. And it's considered one of the epicenters. And so we're a little further along, even though now this week, the rest of the United States is seeming, is finding their world rapidly changing. Uh, All across the United States, school districts have shut down. Uh, All of the schools now, Tiffany, are closed in Washington until at least April 24th. Many people are speculating that they will not reopen this year. So all the kids are home. Insane. Yeah. And... We are now, we are not as in as serious a lockdown as you are just yet. They have shut down all restaurants unless they're doing to-go food only. You're not allowed to sit in any restaurant. Theaters, movie theaters, all, anything big is, is gone. Gyms are gone. Hairdressers are gone. All of these different businesses, just like you guys had, are now shut down until they tell them that they can reopen again. Yeah, I wonder sometimes if it's like a trickle thing where they do it on purpose, like slowly to get people used to it. Mm. So it's not a shock to your system when it's like all of a sudden you can't leave your house. Okay, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> Good luck. It's so funny. Yeah, so it's still grocery stores and pharmacies. Like just like you, those can still be open. But here's the question. Can you hang out? Can you go and sit in a park with a friend? People are still doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, though, because I don't know how much longer that's going to last. I mean, right now they're basically saying no groups of over 10, but they're strongly encouraging you if you can just go home and not come out. That's what they want you to do. Right. Is go home. Don't come out. And I think because I've been talking to you so much, I'm, I'm taking that extremely seriously. And they're also saying don't go visit your older parents try not to hang out with anybody that's not in your immediate family, just like you. And I think people are a little slower to adopt that. But um, it does feel like we've had in the last couple weeks that by tomorrow, when we put this out, that could be out of date. Because if you look at San Francisco, where I just was living as of before this July, San Francisco went from doing virtually nothing to all of a sudden issuing a shelter in place order which basically means you will be home you will be staying home and 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 as far as i understand it at least there's the possibility that police will stop cars and say where are you going and you have to have a legitimate reason of where you're going yeah that's how it is here we have to actually have a form that's like an affidavit that we have to then sign in front of the police officer swearing to where we live where we're going why we're going there so like if you have to go to work because you have to go to work and you write where you live and where your job is and they find you and you're somewhere else that's not on the way to your job, 
you can get a big fine. And somebody down right in front of our house, in front of our apartment building, was fined just today. I don't know the full details, but it was like, it was basically a boyfriend dropping his girlfriend off at her house. And the girlfriend lives in our building or in the next building over. And she'd probably been staying with him for a couple of days. And he brought her back, he brought her over here. And he wasn't supposed to be in this neighborhood. And they stopped him. And they, it's, but it's more than a fine here. It's, actual, um, it's actually a, a felony. So um, you can contest it and there are things to do, but it's, it's a big frigging deal. And um, people are justifiably nervous about it and worried and walking around with these things in their pockets just in case. Yeah, I am a fill-in host at the Seattle Public Radio Station and I have to work in a couple weekends, but I'm also on the outside because I don't work there full time. Because this potential for being shelter in place is not something that's enacted now, but it could be, you know, if we follow California's example. I need some sort of press pass or some sort of ID that says that I work at that station as a fill-in person in case I get stopped. And I used to have business cards and all this stuff (laughs) because I worked there for, you know, over a decade. And of course, in all the moves, I got rid of all of that stuff. I'm like, what do I need all these old business cards for? No, they'd be amazingly helpful. <laughs> you know, mm. you just never know what's coming. You never Should've know. Should have kept that box of business cards. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, there is some thinking that it could go that way. But I mean, there's just so much information swirling around right now that who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I mean, I've I wanted to talk to you about it because I haven't been able to follow the United States news really you know i had heard about the san francisco lockdown i just call it a lockdown because it's easier shorter to say i'd heard obviously about the school closings but it just seems much more localized in the states you know ohio decided to delay their primary election new york is doing this california is doing that washington's doing this and so it's hard to keep up but my question for you is like what is it like on the streets like here the streets are I don't want to say empty, but they're almost empty of cars. And you just see one or two people walking around, people walking their dogs, but not a lot. It's so quiet. And I'm just curious if that's what it's like in Seattle as well. Uh, I mean, I haven't been to downtown Seattle. But I mean, even in your neighborhood, is it quieter than usual? It's quieter. Yeah, but it's not totally quiet yet. I happen to live across the street from a playground and a park. And those are still both open. They're still both open. I'm surprised the playground is open. To, to me, a park, you know, it's so so much space. You'd think any germs are just going to dissipate. But a playground where like kids are sneezing into their hands and then touching the metal bars, you'd think that that would be the first place they would close. Yeah, it's pretty gross. At least as of yesterday, it was still pretty crowded. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that just my Americans and Italians are we're different. You know, we're not, you know, they're culturally different people. But at least for us... Italians did not take it seriously until it was law. Like everybody was saying, io resto a casa, I stay home, you know, became a hashtag before it was the law. People were already doing it. Some people on on Instagram, on social media, they were trying to say like, stay home, don't go out, don't go out to eat. A huge number of people, including us, the Saturday night before were going out. It took it becoming a law for people to be like, oh crap, this is real we're staying home. Uh, not just because of the fear of getting getting a, a big fine, but to arrive at that point, it has to be serious. And so this brings us to something that I wanted to mention, not to be a huge downer. Yeah. 
We promise next week we'll play some games or something. Yeah, next week we're <laughs> going to have fun with it. Okay, guys, so don't uh, don't like go running for the hills. But I do want to just point out, I'm really praying that, that today is a snapshot. Today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next two or three days are the peak. This is what everyone in Italy is hoping right now, that we're at the peak. Because today we had by far our worst day. We have 4,207 new infections as of today. And just so you know, we're taping this the day before it airs, so it's March 18th today. And the scariest thing, the scariest number to me is the number of deaths, 475 deaths just today. Oh, just today. Wow. Yeah. It's easy for like numbers to become meaningless, but let me just say this. The worst day that China had in terms of deaths was about half of what we had today, their worst day. And China, you know, we look at China, we're like, well, at least, you know, at least we're not that bad. And another scary number, China had, has had up to this point, 3,200 and some deaths. We have had, as of today, 2,978. So we're basically, they have a lot more cases than we have. We have 35,000 cases. That includes people that have recovered. So that's the total cases, 35,000. They have 80,000 total cases. So they have way more cases, but we have almost the same number of deaths. So Italy is having a really hard time keeping people alive. And some people say it's because our population is so old, which could be. Some people say it's because, you know, maybe our response was late, but it also could be because the, the medical system is just, it's just starting to fail slowly. You know, it's just, they're not able to keep people alive the way that they would if if they had the resources. So it's scary here right now. And so I, I am kind of, I do like to make jokes about quarantine, what it's like to be on lockdown. And I, you know, if you follow me on social media, you know, I, I try to keep it light, but these numbers are really real and they're quite scary. And it's when, even down here in Rome, I got to say, even though we're on lockdown, Rome is not one of the really hard hit areas. So it's easy to sort of feel like, okay, it's happening up there, but it's it's still part of our country and it's still, you know, it's still a really scary thing. Yeah, this is part of what's driving me crazy, I think, because I talk to you all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, there's a, Seattle's starting to, I mean, Seattle and the country are starting to get on board. Things have definitely turned in its tone, but I still am having conversations with friends who somehow feel bulletproof well i'm not going to get ill or if i do it's not that big of a deal or or i don't know it's and it's so hard too because i live in the same town now as my parents and it's really hard to not see your parents yeah when something like this is going on and you're so close and even yesterday i jumped on skype with them and we hung out for an hour and a half and my mom said, well, don't you think it would be all right if you and I took a walk together? Me being me, I'm like, I want to say, sure, as long as we don't, we stay far enough apart or something. And Derek, who has been way up in the news on all this for months, just says, I wouldn't do it. It's just not worth the risk to hang out for an hour. Yeah. Not knowing if you have it or if she has it or if whatever you know it's just yeah and that's what I'm finding that people aren't really understanding they're not necessarily taking seriously the idea that they need to just be with whoever's in their immediate house and cut it all off otherwise yeah 
I guess probably because they'll sit, they're saying, oh, it's okay to do some one-on-one -on -one meetings and stuff. You know, no more than 10 still says I can have eight friends over, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, something like that. So I, maybe we just haven't hit the serious mark yet. I, you know, they say that the U.S. is 13 days behind Italy on the line, on like the contagion line. And we went in lockdown nine days ago, 10 days ago. So... I guess you guys have got like three days to catch up <laughs> to, to have it like hit the fan proverbially. Well, and it already has. So I, I know that a vast majority of people have changed their behavior in the last day or two. You know, it really hit. It's, it's funny. And this is a mini episode, so we need to leave it there soon. But I was talking to a friend of mine in San Francisco a few days before this shelter in place order went in. We were talking on the phone as he was on his way to meet a friend, and I was telling him everything that was happening in Seattle, that all the changes that had happened, all the restrictions that had been put in place. And he said, oh, well, we have a little bit of that. We're not supposed to go to clubs anymore. We're not supposed to do this. But, you know, I don't know about any of this other stuff. And I said, you're about to know. <laughs> and, he, and he said, we'll see, we'll see. And then as soon as the order went down, of course, you have to have some fun with this. I sent him a text and I said, pretty good prediction, right? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said, I dubbed the Corona Damas. <laughs> he's like, I can't even believe we just talked a few days ago. I feel like I'm in an entirely different lifetime now. Yeah. That's the thing that you're at that point. You're like living that moment, which was us 10 days ago where Saturday night you're in a pizzeria like yes you totally understand that lots of crazy stuff is going on but you're still sitting in a pizzeria having a pizza in a half full restaurant and the next day you're taking a walk in Piazza Navona and like there's a pretty decent group of tourists milling around people sitting in outdoor cafes enjoying the sunny day and the next day you're on quarantine like it's that fast and the next day you can't leave your house without a signed letter explaining where you're going it's hard. It's everyone has their moment when they kind of get it. I kind of wish I had. I'm one of those people, too, where less so now that they've shut the restaurants down. But I'm, I was the one telling people, no, the time is now. You need to stop. Like, it's already done. Like, it's already over. They just haven't made an official thing. And so I feel like I've been on lockdown longer than many people I know. And... I'm already so kind of stir crazy. I'm thinking like, God, I wish I could have been one of those people that was just like wandering around doing whatever for a while longer. Thanks a lot, Tiffany. I'm sorry. What can I say? <laughs> but the truth is what you just said there is really true. Nobody learns. We don't, we don't learn from each other. We should have learned from China and Italy. You know, we should have locked down two weeks before we did, before things got so bad. It's like you always wait until it's too late. And then you're like, oh, we got to, oh my gosh, okay, shut down, shut down, shut down. Well, you know, it's already here, so it's too late now. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying it's too late and we shouldn't do it. It is definitely helpful. But if Seattle had shut down the same time that Italy shut down, let, let's say if the United States had said, okay, back on, what day was it, March 9th, if they had said in Seattle as well, okay, maybe not a legal, you know, act, but, you know, telling people, okay, everyone has to work from home, restaurants shut, schools shut everything done it would have been better i think that it would have it would have prevented some of the spread not all of it but some of it yeah maybe it would have flattened that curve flatten that curve do you do you um this is my last question because <laughs> this is a pretty uncomfortable period of time for people in the united states right now yeah you guys are now in the ninth day you're starting to get a rhythm um maybe we'll talk about that some other time but do you think 
you know, there's this, I don't know, I'm speculating, I don't know why, but it seems that we're sort of trickling these things out in the United States to get people to like, get used to that. And then tomorrow something else will be gone. Yeah. Trickling it out like this, just to like not whiplash everyone. It seems kind of like what they did in Italy, at least at the final straw was just full on whiplash. Do you feel like that was better than this sort of trickle out? No, no, no. We had the trickle. We had the same exact trickle. We had uh, schools were closed. Then people were starting to be told to work from home. And then events started to be canceled, conferences, exhibits. Then the museums closed. That was a big step. The museums closed. That was on the Sunday before all the museums closed. And then on the Monday, it was lockdown. No, that on Sunday, they said lockdown for the North. And then everywhere else in the country, restaurants close at 6 shops close at six, everything closes at six and try to stay home as much as you can. And then on Monday night, it was okay, the whole country is locked down. But restaurants are still open until six. So like you can get takeout or you can, if you're working, you can pick up some food for lunch. And then a day or two after that, all restaurants and shops closed. Churches were closed even. They reopened the churches. I think people were freaking out, but they did close churches for a couple of days. And so it was the same thing. They slowly, slowly, slowly... I think that that's almost better in a way, just psychologically people start to get used to it and it doesn't come as such a shock. All right, so maybe by the time this airs, because right now our restaurants can be open for takeout. So by the time we put this out, are you listening right now and saying, I can't get any takeout in Seattle? <laughs> well, here we have delivery, actually. I would do delivery and takeout. Some restaurants are doing it. Not very many, but some are. Oh, well, so maybe that will last. Yeah. Well, this was a, a, almost a real episode. Yeah, it was. Lucky you guys. Uh, I mean, you're stuck at home. We're trying to keep you entertained over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing what we can do without a video feed to keep you entertained. Keep you entertained and all camaraderie and spending time together. You know, this is our time. We'll spend some time together. Oh, and and we want some messages from you guys because next week or in the coming weeks, let's say, in the coming weeks, we are going to do a day in a life episode. Check in with you throughout the day. Obviously, it'll be all edited seamlessly by Katie into one episode, but we will be checking in with you on what we're doing during the day, during our quarantine day. Yes. And so the idea is while you're quarantined, today or whatever day you think of it but today if you're not doing anything at some point pull out your voice memo app on your phone or whatever you have to record yourself with and just tell us what time is it where are you and what are you doing and give us a little snapshot into what you're up to at a certain moment of your day i want to sprinkle those through the episode if possible so yeah, say your name too. And then just email the voice memo to us. Yeah, bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife. The the is missing. Bittersweetlife at mail.com. If you can't remember that for some reason, you can visit our website, thebittersweetlife.net. Send us a note through contact us and I will write you back and tell you where to send it. Yeah, or or on we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So yes, we're everywhere. So tell us what you're up to and where you are, and uh, what you're doing, and we'll put together something really fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, until next time, this is the Bittersweet Life. I'm Kitty Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already, and if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. 
Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life.